let's start. And um, one of the topics I want to speak to you about today is the need for you to have an extreme standard in 2020 on ensuring that you ruthlessly, radically eliminate what I call the bad people. The bad people, let's just call them the bad because they can be guys, they can be girls. And what you'll notice with these people is that they've got some qualities which I'd like to have you be on the lookout for. Number one, and by the way, what you want to do is try and have 2020 with little interaction of these people. And the reason I say it is that they're energy suckers that generally I like to categorize people into two groups, givers or takers. The takers are generally people that have no empathy. It's all about them. What can they get out of a situation? It's all about um, gain for them at the expense of you. And these people will not help you in your life in any way. So all I can say to you is if you've tolerated them, and never forget this, you get what you tolerate. So tolerations are something that I'd love in 2020, you reduce. And you know what I'm talking about. You have a feeling, you have a feeling when you're with these people that they're sucking your energy. You have a feeling that these people always create havoc. They, 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 could, they could go off and they can affect you financially, they can affect you mentally, they can affect um, 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 yeah, your plans, they can make you feel bad about you wanting to be successful. Um, so guys and girls, all I'm gonna say to you is that you're far better off without these people in your life. Hey, my cousin Vlad. So my cousin Vlad's indicated John the Ford is a taker. He's identified it. And what my cousin Vlad does very, very well is not actually give too much energy to John the Ford. Um, so guys and girls, I'd like you to remember that you get what you tolerate. Who have you tolerated for a long period of time in your life that you're going to say, no longer will I do that? That's the first thing I want to touch on. The second thing I want to touch on is the fact I indicated before on the heads up that the game has changed. The rules are different. Society is different. I mean, never in my wildest dreams would I have thought the safest way for a 12-year-old, 13-year-old daughter of mine to go from A to B without a wallet on her, getting into a car with a stranger called Uber, and me being able to track the car would in fact be the safest way. Um, Happy New Year to everyone. Happy New Year, Vlad. Happy New Year, Tony. But that is the new rules that we operate in. Um, but I can also tell you, the new rules that we operate in meant that certain things like bullying used to take place in the playground, now takes place on social media platforms. Bullying takes place in chat rooms. Bullying takes place more on a virtual basis than on an actual uh, physical basis. And what this means is, if you're a parent 
you need to be vigilant to understand that your child may be bullied, may actually be having a straight face about it. And as far as I'm concerned, um, that is the responsibility of, of a parent. That is the responsibility of a parent to be vigilant, to ensure that bullying is not being taken place. And how do you do it? You have trust with your kids to allow you to understand what are they doing online. This has been stemmed by, you know when you've got free time, you seem to, you know, you're at the beach, you look at YouTube clips, and somehow a YouTuber by the name of Stimson came up on. And I've been watching um, uh, No Bad Vibes with that shirt. This is another $15 cotton-on shirt. I actually ended up buying a lot of my clothes uh, when I got here to Byron Bay. And because I just wear it for the summer, um, I just sort of buy what's on the rack there. Um, anyway, so what's really interesting with Stimson is this guy, what he does is he has gone out there and taken the law onto his hands. So what he does is he goes into chat rooms, goes into platforms where people are on, and he impersonates being a 13, 14 year old uh, um, um, a girl or boy. And this guy's 30 years of age, he's in the UK. He's a fucking legend. Um, and what he does is he gets into a conversation with people and eventually he meets up with them and when they meet there they're expecting to meet a 12 or a 13 14 year old girl or boy and what shows up is Stimson with his camera catches them shames them has the police ready to be there and um, it's bloody scary because what I noticed is that it's your average it's your average person that in these videos it's it's quite confronting to be seeing people being live streamed showing up um, on a on a on a blind date and fundamentally they are pedophiles and they are the kind of person you work with each day they're the kind of person that might be your next door neighbor and Every time they're busted and they're caught red-handed because they've got the chat logs sort of documented on what's being said and some of the stuff that they talk about is bloody disgraceful, you know, images of, you know, sex and sexual parts of people's bodies being um, sent um, via uh, text messages. Um, and every time they're caught, what's really interesting is they all say the same thing. The first thing they say is they've never done it before. The second thing they say is um, they didn't realize it was someone that was 11 or 12, right? The third thing they say is that they will never do it again. The fourth thing that they sort of say is, oh, it was just a joke. Um, so you just see these common threads of people. Um, and why I'm sharing this story is that I know someone very close to me in my life who is uh, around 35, 37 years of age. And this person, who is a real estate agent, um, is very screwed up and has been screwed up because at a young age had been molested. So we clearly know that being molested does not guarantee 
that you're going to be screwed up all your life, but a large subset of people that are molested, a large subset of people that are molested never ever recover. So what's the rule, particularly if you're a young person that has joined in on this Sunday night rant and you're sitting there next to your parents? Listen very carefully. Under zero circumstances, do you ever, zero circumstances, do you ever have a meeting with someone that you meet online? Zero circumstances. Because what's really clear about these predators is that they're highly manipulative. They're very good at grooming. They're extremely good at getting people's trust over a period of time, and that can be months and months. And what actually happens is that they use power in a relationship. Power is that they are older and this person is younger, right? So there's inequality in the relationship, and what they do is they end up grooming them and molesting them, and as I said to you, a large subset of these people are screwed up forever. There is nothing that can be done. So um, most of this has been instigated via online. It appears to be on social media sites or dating apps. Um, so uh, uh, I think if you're a young person that's watching this, remember, no meetings, zero. Let me tell you another tip that I'm going to urge. You know, I was talking to someone today that I ran into this morning and he said to me, you know, what would be your number one game changer in sales for 2020? And here's what it would be. The good people already know this. Make sure you let people talk about themselves. I'll say it again. Make sure you let people talk about themselves. When you let people talk about themselves and you use the ratio of two ears, one mouth, right? So think about that ratio. You have two ears, one mouth, so you listen twice as much as what you speak in an interaction. You will find you will make more sales. People will feel like they've been listened People will like you, people will feel that you get their problem, and people will feel that you have empathy. So I'm gonna tell you straight, your number one game-changing move in sales is to let people talk about themselves and sit there and listen. Become an interested introvert, not an interesting extrovert. That is your number one game-changing move on sales, particularly for those of you that have got a low EQ, which is your ability to read the play is not as high, get into the habit to just bite your tongue and let that other person do all the talking. Because by the way, them talking, you listening, is also going to allow you to drill down into the real problem that you've got to solve. Because you've got to stop selling your product and you've got to start solving their problem. The next thing I want to talk to you about a little bit today is um, giving people the benefit of the doubt. Here's, 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 here's my view. I think that a lot of times people give people too much the benefit of the doubt. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying, you know, be paranoid that everyone's going to try and, you know, do you, everyone's trying to rip you off, everyone's got an ulterior motive. 
But what I'm getting at is, like, man, if you've got the data and the data says that this person um, has a history of fucking, you know, not performing, this person has a, 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 an issue of deception. All I'll say to you is the best predictor of future behavior is past behavior. Don't be ignorant to that. The next thing I want to touch on is money, money. And I think for me, so money is not everything, but it is something, right? Money is not everything, but it is something. And having money does not guarantee that you're going to have a good life. Not having money does not guarantee you're going to have a bad life. But given the option, I think most people would choose to have money than not have money. So one of the real reasons that I think people struggle with actually success is that they've got bad beliefs about money. And I had these beliefs. So for me, I clearly remembered when, you know, when I started, you know, doing my speaking gigs around the circuit and I was getting six, $7,000 for each talk, I would think to myself, Tom, how can you get six or seven grand for an hour, two hours doing a presentation when your father used to wake up at four o'clock in the morning, go work at a factory, work till four o'clock and come home and do that for five days, have some temporary relief on a Saturday and Sunday to be with the family, watch soccer, do the shopping and then go off and do that for 30, 40 years of his life. And for me, I fundamentally thought to myself, the guy's making three, 400 bucks a week, and that is hard work. And you, on the other hand, go up there and you actually do a talk and get in an hour, um, um, 10, 15 times that. And it got to the stage where I was finding that I was sabotaging my own success, but I've changed my belief. Here's my belief. My belief is, it's not what you get paid, it's the value that you bring. I'll say it again. It's not what you get paid, it's the value that you bring. And I still remember the day I was doing an auction. The auction sold for 250 over reserve. It sold in 60 seconds. And instead of the vendor coming up to me, saying thank you for a great result, he looked at me and he said, that's the quickest $600 you'll ever make. And all I remember was looking at him and thinking to myself, how ungrateful is this guy? I mean, he's hit, he's hit, he's hit the jackpot today. He's got, you know, 200 250 over what he was hoping to get. And all I did is look at him and I said, sorry and he said you made six hundred dollars 
in 60 seconds. And I looked at him and I said, it's taken me 25 years to get it to 60 seconds. And there was just silence. And the point of this conversation to you is to help you understand that you should not feel guilty if you're adding value. You should not feel guilty if your income has actually come because of your impact. And that you should also change your perception about money because when you do make money, understand that you are also contributing more. More money means more tax. More tax means that you're able to be a contributor to social services at a higher level than another person. It also means that if you've got the ability to make money, that you should be grateful, you should be grateful that a higher being, and whatever that belief is, has allowed you to think in a specific way where you're able to add value. So here, here's the game changer for me. The game changer for me was that what it meant is that if I could make an impact, and yes, I made money as a byproduct, I had a responsibility to use the skills and the gifts that had been granted to me because if I hadn't, what was happening is other people would not benefit. So the, 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 the shift's gotta be is, hey, my job is to serve people. If I can serve people better than someone else, better than my competitors, I would be doing a disservice if I didn't serve these people. And yes, I might make a lot of money out of this, but what it is is I've made that money in a moral way that has benefited another person and in addition to that I'm paying taxes which means that the society operates at a better level and by the way the real secret to be able to find yourself in a role where that is achievable is that you concentrate on stuff that you like doing I've never ever seen anyone really be successful working in a vocation where they didn't like it. You see, the reason is this. When you like something, you do a lot of it. And when you do a lot of it, you're getting practice, on-the-job practice. And when you get lots of practice, because you're doing lots of it, you get better at it. And what happens is, as you keep getting better, you start stepping aside and you move to what I call pinnacle level. And pinnacle level is where you're so far above all the other competitors that you're always on the shopping list. And that's what I'd love you all to be. I'd love you all to be the people that are on the shopping list because particularly those of you that are in real estate, what I've learned is this. Your number one game-changing move in terms of commissions is to simply to get into more doors simply to get into more doors and this is not a rant to talk about getting into more doors but at a high level there's only two ways you get into more doors you either do more prospecting or 
you do more brand attraction and you get people calling you out. Hey Sammy, good to see you. So, a couple of other things I wanna to touch on. Um, um, and by the way, what's the fastest way to become successful at anything? Find someone that's doing it, then look at what they're doing, do it differently but better. Guaranteed formula for success. Okay, talked about before, cutting your losses. There's nothing worse in being a bad relationship for one year, except for this, being in a bad relationship for one year and one day. Do you understand that if you're ever in a hole, one of the best pieces of advice I can give you is to stop digging. And that essentially is about cutting your losses. And Seth Godin talks about it in um, one of his books, where he says that quitting can actually be a success strategy, right? I mean, for instance, the, the guy that's on, at the poker machines that's put, you know, $10,000 into the machine and he's thinking, you know, it's gonna pay up soon, it's gonna pay up soon because I've already put 10 grand in, so it's gonna pay up soon. Well, let me tell you, there's an example of a time where quitting is a bloody great strategy, right? Quitting is a great strategy. And I think if you're a girl or guy, that's watching this right now and you're employed somewhere where on a Sunday night you know when you're about to go to work you feel like you're not appreciated you feel like there's no support you feel like the personality of the business is not good you feel like the owner of the business cares more about themselves than you you feel like you don't like the business owner you feel like the business owner can't help you grow, you feel like the business owner can't be trusted, it's really simple, it's really simple. At this point, what you do is you quit. You've probably overstayed there. Which brings me to another point on leadership. And for me, leadership, Jim Maxwell, a wonderful management guru, leadership guru, says that basically, in leadership, there are three things that identify a leader. And here they are. Hey, Les, happy New Year to the UK as well. Here they are, in leadership. There are three things. Number one, do you like the leader? Number two, does the leader help you? Or does the leader help themselves? And number three is, do you trust the leader? They're the three things. Like, can they help me? Do I trust them? Let's move on. Um, I want you to give permission to yourself to be your own best friend. I'll say it again. I want you to give permission to yourself to be your own best friend. I surprisingly don't mind spending time alone. I, 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 like, uh, I like pulling out a pad and writing down my thoughts. I like sitting there and, you know, listening to a, a podcast or an audio book on Audible and stop it and quickly go onto my phone and type notes. Um, and I like, you know, even driving my car for an hour or two uh, to a long distance appointment. Um, you know, I'd prefer that than having someone sitting in the car with me. And um, I think that, um, 
If you don't like yourself, how do you expect someone else to like you? That's pretty much all I want to say there. If you don't like you, how do you expect someone else is going to like you? May this be the year that you give permission to yourself to become your own best friend. And I want you to become the star of your own life. That doesn't mean that you're selfish. That doesn't mean that you basically care about no one else but you. But what it basically means that you are the CEO, the scriptwriter of your own life and you're the main actor in that life and you have a personal responsibility. You have a personal responsibility. Hey Luke, you still in Byron? Um, you have a personal responsibility to perform as the star in that show. Um, the last thing I want to say to you is if they do it with you, they'll do it to you. And what I'm talking about is that girl or guy that will sit there and undermine a third party that's not there. All I'm saying is don't join or participate in that game because there's a very good chance that if they're doing it with you, they'll be doing it to you the next day. Guys and girls, I want to wish you all a happy new year. Please press that share button and please um, uh, have your uh, kids watch this rant. You'll notice that I've made this deliberate habit over the last few months to slowly change the use of some of my language which allows a broader group of people to watch it because I've got a value system and that is I want to impact as many people I have on the remaining time I have on this planet. 52 years of age, mathematics say that I'm on the last third of my life. Um, the first third was okay. The second third was uh, very, very good. And the last third is my intention to make it the best third. So guys and girls, signing off and never forget if it's got to be, it's up to me. God bless you.